Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of No Pirate, No Podcast, Armada Fancast. In this episode, we will be talking 2023 roster. Well, then we'll have a visit with Armada Defender Jed Bowman. And then we will be going over Gulf Coast Conference predictions. I'm uh, your host this week, Daniel John, Daniel Dad Johnson. And we have with us today, Derek. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Brian. Hey, it's me. All right. So as I said before, we're going to kick off with uh, looking at the 2023 roster for the Armada. So we're going to just uh, go over a few highlights of uh, some names that may be too new to you, some names you may already know. So we're looking at the goalkeepers first, uh, the guys in the back and keeping out everything. So returning is uh, going to be Dom Dominguez and uh, Cameron Broswell, um, which I'm kind of excited about because they, out of the 31 games in the past uh, two years, they've started 25 of them. Each one has only lost once. Dom has uh, gone um, at 13-1. and one. Cam has gone nine wins, one loss, and one draw. Both of them's only loss has been in the playoffs. Cameron lost uh, to New Orleans in 2021, and then Dom lost uh, to Tulsa in 2022. So there... It, it, there's not really a number one keeper, but it we kind of have a one and one A with those two guys, and I'm excited to see what they're uh, what they bring to the plate in um, in 2023. Yeah, I think it's really fortunate that we've uh, been able to retain both of them, as they're both uh, very much high quality for sure. Yeah, and there's one new additional goalkeeper that I'm kind of interested in seeing if if he'll get much play time. Michael Garrahy. He uh, he was a goalkeeper with Duluth FC in the NPSL last season, and that team went as far as the regional semifinals. So I'm interested to see what he'll be able to do for Armada 2023. Yeah, I'm curious to see if it's going to be a competitive situation. Is it going to be uh, Tommy doing his sort of uh, rotational thing as he does, or you know, how this is going to play out? So it will be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, well, I think it'll probably be somewhere in between 2021 when we had four different goalkeepers starting, um, and then at the end he went with a hot hand, and then 2022 there was really, uh, if I'm not mistaken, only two keepers that started uh, last year. It was Cam and uh, Dom, and then after Cam got hurt, um, I think the Tallahassee game, Dom played every single game after that, so... And honestly, he was hot in, in most of those games. He, he kept us uh, with some clean sheets against uh, Pensacola, if I'm not mistaken, and Mobile. He had some really great saves. So, yeah, we'll see uh, We'll see how that plays out. With, with Tommy, sometimes you never know what the, uh, the uh, strategy is going to be. So uh, next we're going to look at defenders. So I chose two that uh, we've been able to retain again for this season. Uh, First one's going to be Jed Bowman, who graduated from Flagler uh, back in December. Uh, he's going to be on with us a little bit later. Um, we're really happy to have him back. And also uh, Cole Reasonover. Um, looking forward to see him see him again, and we have the bit of excitement that he does bring, even even playing from the back. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. Uh... The development of Micah Thomas. I've seen him at JFC a few times, and he's a uh, like I, he he's always one of the better players on the field. 
um, when he's on, but he oh, he is a young player, so he has those uh, youthful mistakes at times. But I think the sky is the limit for the kid. Um, I think it's unfortunate though he's uh, plays the same position as Cole Reason over. So it's a uh, Cole's a very very good player in the NPSL. So it, it, I'm assuming there's going to be pretty good rotation between those two guys, and there's not going to be much drop off uh, in talent. All right, I'm going to talk about some midfielders that are coming in, some new names uh, for the Armada Club, uh, one of which is uh, uh, a guy that Jed Bowman was somewhat familiar with, having been uh, going through uh, Flagler Saints soccer program, Maximilian or Max Lamberts. Uh, it appears that he's had a pretty successful college career so far with uh, 38 games, 10 goals, 2 assists. I believe Jed said that he was a center back midfielder. Uh, although he's going to sound like it'll be pretty serious, he may not do much banter. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be an exciting addition to the club. And the next one, I want to say, uh, maybe somebody said this might be the best midfielder that they've seen at this kind of stage of play. Uh, he'll be a new name in the Armada team. Toby McCollum currently at Memphis University. Uh, if you check out his accolades, you'll see that uh, he uh, reached four national finals and won a national championship while at Millfield. And uh, he also appeared in multiple Youth World Cups for Singapore. Although he's from Scotland, he spent uh, like the first 12 years of his life in Singapore, maybe. And uh, he also had uh, other international appearances against like uh, Australia, Wales, and Ireland. Wow, that's uh, kind of exciting. I'm going to have to like look into this guy a little bit more now, hearing that he was playing in the Club World Cup for a little bit. So going to be real excited to see him play with uh, Mason Turnbridge, uh, who's coming back this year. Uh, I know he's going to be a little bit late into uh, coming into the season while he's uh, still has some classes at San Diego. Um, but I, I know last year we couldn't do what we did without Mason, the way he just picked the team apart. But uh, I'm really interested to see how this uh, this new midfield takes place because we no longer have Ethan Dudley there. We no longer have um, uh, Mark Berklin. Um, yeah. uh, so it's... Those were two mainstays that were there. Max Bedine from was here the last two years. He's not back, so there's going to be a lot of new faces that are going to have to step up and really show what they have, and they're going to have they're going to have to earn their playing time and uh, uh, show uh, showcase themselves. So I'm excited to see that from Mason, and we got Ludo Tom back, who's uh, was uh, played a lot in the 2021 season, but wasn't here for 2022 and uh the other guys so and then uh we're gonna fire away into the the forwards up top the guys who scored the goals so which is kind of exciting because in the last two years in 2021 uh we scored 38 goals 2022 we scored 49 goals so in the in the NPSL uh, season, we actually uh, were the, just the regular season. We actually finished tied for second uh, for combined goals in the last two years. So 
it, we don't have Alex Arides here anymore, who's gone on to be a professional player, but we do have Ido Cumbra coming back. Um, I thought last year he was uh, the MVP um, before he unfortunately got hurt about five games in. He's got had five goals each of the last two seasons. Um, but we also have Giancarlo Giancarlo uh, Vaccaro coming back, who is the fastest guy that I've seen at the NPSL. Mm-hmm. Um, no one, uh, even when he's not scoring, he is a difference maker out there. He he's changing maker for sure. Yeah, and, and the fact that he makes those willing runs, he's willing to pass the ball, and he also forces teams into mistakes to score. I'm I'm so excited about him. So, yeah, and uh, I think we also have um, a University of West Florida in uh, Keegan Anseling coming back as well, um, which I'm also excited about because in 24 games at University of West Florida, he's actually scored 15 goals. So he knows how to find the back of the net. So we'll we'll see what he does at the NPSL level. Um, He scored one goal for the Armada last year, but clearly uh, he's going to have plenty of uh, opportunity to – Win some playing time under Tommy. For sure, for sure. Anybody have anybody else they want to throw in? Random at a position. Um, I'll mention um, Isaac Machado. Looks like he'll be joining the club from Pensacola FC. I wasn't able to find much on uh, college experience for Isaac, but I know he started multiple games for Pensacola. Uh, we at least found a highlight tape of him. He's in the. He's one of the defenders as well. So that'll be interesting to see. I think this may be maybe the first time we've had a player come from another uh, another MPSL team to join the squad. Can anybody think of anybody else? At least maybe within the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We also have uh, another player who played at Southern States uh, last year, and uh, Art and Redmore coming in. He's a, a an English Aussie, according yeah, to my English notes. Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> So well, it's, yeah, uh, according to according to some bio page, you might see Australia you know, as his as his homeland, but but I think maybe if you ask Redmore, he'll he'll play in uh, you know England or something. Apparently, uh, so what I'm excited about is all the JFC alums that we have in here, like the Dom Dominguez, the uh, um. The Micah Thomases, the Cole Reasonovers, the Nick Kerbs, Ludo Tom, Noah Escobar. Yeah, like Keegan Anselin. Like, there's so many, like, uh, Savio uh, Pelucci, Tyler Richardson, Pierce uh, Amaberte. I'm sorry if I butchered any of your guys' names. Um, But there's so much local talent that is coming up, so much Jacksonville flavor in the squad. I love seeing the kids get the chance to prove themselves and to earn that next opportunity. And granted, we're always going to, uh, I love the fact that we're always bringing in um, international flavor in uh, the guys like Ido Cumbra, the Alex Arides in the past, the Mason Turnbridges, the Elijah Howes. But it, it is amazing to see all the local talent, the, the Tommy K type players that have come up in the system in the city that are going to develop them yeah and i also want to say like the local goes deep we have i think 36 names here in front of us and and like uh what 17 of that are are maybe like uh 
you know, high schools from Clay County, Duval, St. John's. I'm not sure if one of these are NASA. Yeah, we have a NASA one here with Fernandina. So it's very much, uh, you know, first coast kind of team that we're going to be able to see. I was just going to say that that'll make us uh, Northeast Florida's team for sure. So this is going to wrap up that this segment. Um, and next fall, coming up next, we'll have uh, Jed Bowman joining us. So just sit tight, and we will be right back. All right, now we have this week's special guest, Jed Bowman. So how are you doing today, Jed? I'm doing very well, mate. Very busy weekend, but um, doing well. All right, we're so happy you could take a little bit of time out of your schedule to join us. So um, I guess we'll start with, tell us a little bit about your background, um, sort of in, in the game, and how you ended up here in uh, Northeast Florida. So um, from Essex in England, and played in non-league setups and non-league um, like grassroots academies. I never quite broke into a professional academy before. Um, and I got to a certain age, 17, 18, and I wanted to go and um, progress with my football. And it wasn't really an option for me back home. And I found it a bit of a dead end. So I uh, wanted to go and explore what the States had to offer. Came over in 20. 2018, 2019, and I went to a couple schools. They were good, but still wanted something a bit more. And I ended up at Flagler. Um, they offered me everything that I needed, and I haven't looked back really. Obviously, that's how I found the Armada, um, and it's just been a really, really good um, two or three years for me, from starting at Flagler to you know now being at Armada, and I hope to be there for the coming future. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, is uh, would you consider Flagler the best uh, school in the area? In the area, um, I mean, obviously you got UNF and um, JU, and um, you know a few other schools, Embry Riddle, another Division Two. But I love Flagler. I fell in love with the school. It's just everything that I wanted and more. To be honest, I always wanted to end up in Florida, and I have. So yeah, they gave me a platform to then go on and. And now I coach in Jacksonville, so feel very connected with the community now. Man, I, I was like actually hoping you would uh, uh, start bragging about Flagler. That way, there can be some trash talk in the locker room amongst the UNF and uh, uh, JU guys and the Emory Riddle guys in the on the team. Like uh, clearly, there's there's got to be some banter between y'all, right? That's, yeah, there. I mean, there is, but the gaffer makes it. Actually, uh, like we're not allowed to wear any um, college gear. Make so sure that that stuff kind of gets left at the door, which is interesting. But yeah, of course that I'm I'm actually not. Um, Flagler is a Division One school, uh, Division Two school. So the rest of them are Division One, so we don't get to play them often. But yeah, this always it's always good banter in the in the changing room talking about when they okay and stuff. I didn't realize Tommy like made y'all uh, just focus on the Armada team and couldn't really uh, do that with uh, with your local clubs. Um, so since everyone's like has to focus on the club, um, what's going to be the team goals for the upcoming 2023 NPSL season? I mean, it goes without saying now that we've we fell short last year. Even though we had a great season, it's got to be a target now to go and win everything to um, go all the way and not just be content with getting to 
final 16, final eight, but to go and kick on and and go and take it home and be the best in the country. So, yeah, I think anything less than that, I wouldn't be failure, but it would definitely we'd be, definitely be disappointed. So are are you worried about any um, complacency in the squad? You guys have won um, 26 games of the last 31 over the last uh, two years. Uh, it, it Clearly, confidence is high amongst the team. Do you you worry that confidence might be too high? No, absolutely not. We have um, the good thing about our squad is that it's very um, it has a lot of depth. So it's not just the eleven, the same eleven every week that are going out and putting in performances. It's going to be, you know, you could put nearly three different elevens out, and they're all fighting for a place in the team. So it's not just competing against other teams; we're also competing against ourselves. So that's always going to be. Um, I don't. I've never been. Uh, concerned about complacency. That's good. It sounds like you guys are going to have a right uh, motivation, you know, going into this next season. Uh, what do you think is the team goal uh, for twenty twenty three MPSL? Well, like I say, it's it has to be to to go all the way and and uh, bring home a national championship. And um, open cup is definitely a must because that was brilliant this year. It's good for you guys as well. Um, even though I've got to only play 20 minutes it's really really big for the club and I can't stress that enough Do you have any uh, personal goals uh, set for this upcoming season? Oh my own personal goals um, well I, yes but I've got not, not put pen to paper I mean I'm you know very team driven I would love to see us go all the way um, and you know like I say I, I see my future at the club so um, you know, just be there and um, be a leader and make sure that I, I do everything in my power to get us over the line in big games. Um, I had one big game last year where um, I felt like I had a big impact, but I need to do it on a more consistent basis. So, yeah, I'm one of the older ones now, so got to be got to be leading out there. A lot of people look to me now, so. All right, so we're we're less than a week away from the uh, season opener in uh, Tallahassee. Um, tell us a little bit about the preparations. Kind of, or is there any special planning going in for that? Any, any sort of, uh, I guess, nuances or anything that's a little bit different when you're planning for the first game of the season? Um, well, we had Tallahassee the first game last year, didn't we? Yeah. And um, both 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 of the last two seasons. Yeah. Right. I came I came late my first year, so I didn't I wasn't involved in that game. But it was the first game's always a weird one because. Half of the um, half of our squad are not released from their schools, and then we have players coming in from various states. Um, so, you know, we've got kind of um, bits and pieces coming together. I think we're starting this week, um, getting the boys back in. I know Eddie's going to be here. Um, I'm trying to think who else is going to be. Here. A few of the new boys. And obviously myself, a few of the Flagler boys like Miles. There's a new um, Max Lamberts who's coming in, one of my good buddies here at Flagler. Uh, Dylan Fricky, another keeper at Flagler. So it's all coming together nicely. And we've just got to make sure we do everything to to get the win. I know last year we, we drew. So right. got to make yeah, sure we, we start kind of, off well. Yeah, we sort of mentioned that when we were uh, talking to um, Alex and Elijah about that. We kind of set... Uh, Tallahassee's uh, hopes uh, 
you know, got kind of got them all all worked up with that tie at the beginning of the season, and then the season <laughs> sort of fell apart after that. So, yeah, I'll um, tell you what, they they show glimpses of being very good, Tallahassee. So they shouldn't be overlooked, but we'll see how they do this season. Yeah, they've always been on the verge. Um, speaking of that first game, I know in the uh, the opening round of the Open Cup, you uh, picked up a little bit of a knock. How's how's that coming along now? I'm a lot better than what I was a few weeks ago. Um, I was pushing to get back for the Miami game, but I travelled with the team, trained, felt good, but Tommy just made the call and said, um, you know, yeah, I, it's, it would have been stupid to push it and then and then be out for the rest of the season. So I think both made the right call. All right. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Great job. No, no, I just oh, want to say no. the boys did a great job against Miami, so it was good to... It was a really good game to watch. They they definitely had a lot of heart in that game, and uh, it was very unfortunate that the I think the referee kind of made it about him for most of the most of the game. Like both ways, there's a lot of uh, sus- suspect calls and cards. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, less said about the ref, the better. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, switching from uh, open cup, so. Excluding Tommy K, um, is Kenny Farrell at New Orleans your favorite coach in the NPSL? Yes, I've actually got a very good story about Kenny Farrell. He's actually a, a top bloke. I know you don't like him, but oh, I, I, I love oh, no, him. Oh, no, we love him. We think he's great. We we, we <laughs> gave him a, one, the first time he uh, Snickers, yeah. he lost his cool. We gave him a Snickers bar at uh, halftime to try to get him to. So, he was being a bit of a diva, and so now it's become a tradition. Yeah, but the thing is, though, every time we, we we've given them a Snicker bar and then they've scored a goal each time afterwards. So I, I'm on the no more Snicker bars for uh, for Kenny. Yeah, we may have to rethink that. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be back in the wars um, this season. But mate, he's a top guy. I must yeah, say. he is. He is for sure. To this, Kenny, you're a top guy. Awesome. <laughs> we we agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he's one of those personalities that if he's your guy. You love him, and if he's not your guy, uh, you're you're gonna have issues with him. So, but he's hey, he's a nutcase. He, he does a great job with his, with his teams. His teams are always prepared and ready to go. Very resilient team, and you can see that as well. I'm, I remember meeting him. He's the um, he's the president for the league or something like that, and he was on Mission the um, he presented us with the trophy, and you know he was um, very gracious, very classy, um, and. You know, we had a few beers with him after the game, and he's just a really nice guy. I spoke to him for a while, and that's like, um, it's a very good thing to be able to leave all that at the door, all the drama, and then just, you know, talk about football afterwards, because that's what we're all here for, so. Uh, that, that, that's good to hear that you can uh, you can set uh, keep everything segmented and everything, have the rivalry on the pitch, but off the pitch, still keep it classy. Mm-hmm. So Jed, uh, outside of your NPSL 2023 future here, what are, what else are you doing now? You said you were coaching JFC. Yeah, so I have two teams at JFC. Um, I finished at Flagler in December and uh, called Tommy and said like I want to coach. I want to be um, more involved with the soccer community in Jacksonville, um, and I'm loving it. Man, it's the it's definitely my calling, and I want to do it for a long long time so and eventually you know I'm out of um, when they make their next step so I'd love to be involved in their academy and you know I just I'm going to move up to Jacksonville soon so it's um, very exciting good stuff good stuff um, 
Jed, we want to thank you for your time. We want to thank you for all you've done for the team. Um, we just can't say enough about your, you know, you have what the great attitude that you have and the energy you bring. Um, we're looking forward to see what uh, 2020, 2023 brings for us. So thank you very much for your time. Um, best of luck, and we will see you on Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you for your support, boys. We love you. All right. Take no, care. We love you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Bye. And we're back. Thank you very much, Jed, for your time. Really appreciate that. Okay, guys, it's predictions time. Gulf Coast Conference now has six clubs for the 2023 season. Really, it's uh, seven if we can recognize AFC Mobile as the undefeated 2023 club for this season. Uh, my condolences to, to the Mobile fans. You know that we actually really do love you, and we hope you come back soon. Uh, well, with the six clubs, that leaves us with the Armada, Southern State Soccer Club, Pensacola FC, Tallahassee FC, Florida Roots FC, and of course the New Orleans Jesters. And I'd like to know right now, before the first match, who are we projecting for final standings? We'll be at the bottom. And then on the way up to the top, we're going to be naming our best bets. So Derek, I'm going to start with you. Who is your sixth place in the final Gulf Coast Conference game. So I really think it's going to be Florida Roots this year. So I, I think they're going to struggle and they're going to get uh, only one or two wins this year. And Dan, who do you have in sixth place? Well, you know, I hate to ever agree with Derek, um, but I think I'm going to have to agree this time. It's been sort of a, a toss-up between uh, Tallahassee and the Roots, and I, I just think it's going to be the Roots because, you know, I think Tallahassee has that special something. They're, like, almost always on the verge, and I think that this may be their year to uh, do just that little bit better. Yeah, I also am seeing the Roots as last place, so I don't, I don't think that'll be any surprise for anyone who knows Gulf Coast Conference, but maybe we'll be wrong. I do have them winning at least uh, one game. And uh, maybe getting seven points, you know, after the season. But we'll see. Bold uh, move. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So fifth place, Derek, take it away. Who do you have third? So Tallahassee SC. They've been uh, playing a lot of young local talent the last couple of years, and I think this is the year that these the local talent actually starts uh, producing on the field, and they just miss the playoffs. And once again, I hate to, to agree with Derek, but... Uh, hey, when I'm right, I'm right. Oh, uh, jeez. Um, going back to that, I, like I said, I, I think they're going to do better than they have in, in, in previous seasons. Um, I, I would put them in a, in a uh, high five. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be quite that... Uh, in the, in the in the you know inform to get to a number a number four spot, but hey, you never know. We're pulling for them somewhat. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tallahassee is also going to go fifth, but I also think that's like their floor. Um, you know, I don't see them dropping below Florida Roots, but 
you know, there's room to there's room to improve, obviously, off of last season for them. Uh, maybe they can sneak up into into fourth after all, but but I have them in fifth as of right now. Uh, Derek, who's your fourth? So I got Pensacola, and surprisingly enough, I got Pensacola taking um, getting a draw against the Armada at some point this year. All right, for uh, fourth place, this is going to be a big shocker. I have uh, Southern States. Uh, I think this is, you know, I think they they peak, um, and I just don't like them. So, you know, I, I'm not foolhardy enough to, to put them down, <laughs> put them down. Hey, I'm just being real. I'm not you know, foolhardy enough to put them down in fifth or sixth, but you know, I'm hoping my heart says four, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll listen to my heart. So very low floor for for you, Daniel, but still make it into the playoffs. Yes, exactly. Uh, just barely, somehow. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe live up to some spite. You know, yeah, the there you go. There you go. Um, I also have Pensacola fourth. I have them winning like three games, drawing three games. I also think I have them drawing. I think I have them when when I looked through the schedule, Derek. I actually have them drawing here. Uh, while while Armada may beat them, so okay. we'll see how it happens. I have them at uh at uh, twelve point twelve points in fourth place. You know they they uh, uh they've played us very well in previous years, so it's uh they've always been competitive games. Who do you have in third, Derek? Let me see. So in third, I think Southern States this year ends up um, in third place. They, they they're definitely still a very class uh, class talent on there. I just think uh, other teams just have a slightly better year. And since I uh, picked Southern States uh, for fourth, uh, going to go with Pensacola for third. Um, They're just in that spot as a default because they're not Southern states. So I know that's uh, just not very scientific it's a, of it's me. It's something that matters. Yes. Well, it matters, though, apparently. Yes, it does. To me, at least. Maybe to nobody else. Uh, for myself, I have uh, in third the New Orleans Jesters with five wins and two draws, giving them, what, 17 points? Um you know, I think that that I, I see them winning uh, in the season a couple of games, um, taking taking a win from uh, from Southern States. So I don't think Southern States is going to get through uh, through the season. You know, without uh, without some defeats. But yeah, we'll see. Um, Derek, who do you have in second? So I got New Orleans in second, and my surprise fact about them is. Those uh, Galazi um, brothers that play up top, I, I think they're going to lead the NPS. One of them's going to lead the NPSL in goals, and I think the team is going to uh, um, score the most goals in the Gulf Coast Conference. That's a bold prediction. Be sure to make note of that. Um, again, I, 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 honestly, I hope I'm wrong. So, yeah. all right. Again, I again I hate agreeing with Derek. Being in alignment with Derek, um, but I've got uh, New Orleans down for for second. Um, 
I think they're very always a very scrappy and uh, resourceful squad, and they tend to always play us very well. Um, it's, I mean, we're down here you know, with only a, a small conference of six teams, you know, I and mean, there's there's only so many ways that this can play out, and I've got New Orleans down for a second. Yeah, I put Southern States as my second. I have them winning six games, losing three with one draw. So some of those losses are gonna are gonna keep them from taking first. I have them at nineteen points. Um, still an admirable effort, you know. Um, but but I don't think they'll take number one. Derek, leaving uh, that leaves you with who at number one? Um, some team from Northeast Florida. I'm not sure if you guys heard of them. Um, have you heard of the Jacksonville Armada? Uh, yeah, so I got them. Uh, I got them. I think they win nine of the ten games, and I think they draw against Pensacola at one uh, at one point. Again, again, I'm left uh, having to agree with Derek, but it's just mathematical at this point. It's you know not uh, you know because I wanted to agree with Derek, but I have to agree with Derek in this case. Um, Jacksonville because will we... finish first, and I'm gonna say we are. I don't want to jinx us, but I think we're gonna go with a perfect regular season. There, I said it. Oh wow, you going with Tommy K undefeated in uh yes in, in 2023? Yeah, this is the year we set ourselves aside. Undefeated would be incredible. I w- I would love to see it. I do see Armada as first. I have us getting six wins, only one loss on the season, and three draws. You know, and I think that'll that'll getting at least twenty points will put us in in first. We'll end up with twenty one, according to my math. Um, so that that gives us our whole final standings. Now we're going to talk about what the conference playoffs are like. Um, Derek, if I if I recorded yours correctly, do I have you as a as a Number four, Pensacola, visiting number one, Armada in that semifinal. Yes, you do, and Armada's going to win that game, uh, uh, hopefully with another like 7-2 game, but hopefully not having to go down uh, uh, go down two goals before we go, uh, score seven. Okay, and how about the other matchup, Southern States at New Orleans? I think Southern States wins that game. All right. So that'll leave us with a Southern States at Armada final. Do I even need to ask? Oh no, I'm I'm 100% biased, uh, uh, but my brain also says that Armada's gonna win the Gulf Coast Conference. That that there's just so much talent coming in and coming back, um, and the talent that we had last year, like two guys went professional. Uh, from last year's roster, and I think there's a lot more that's going to follow that path to professional. I would love to love to see it happen. Dan, you have the hot take: Southern States at fourth. Now yes, that, that I think puts them well below expectations for them, uh, but but it still gets them in the playoff. It'll be a first round matchup of Southern States at Armada. Who do you think advances? But uh, that'll be easily be Armada, and we will have to make the god awful trip to Southern States for uh, for a playoff game. So we will have the home advantage, and we have the Armada. We have the, we have the Tom. We have the Tommy K advantage. Yeah, and then the other matchup being New Orleans at Pensacola. Who do you think? Uh, I think New Orleans will pull through with that one. 
All right, and that puts us at New Orleans at Armada. Is and it you a know good what, ending? Is it a sad yeah, ending? Yeah, it? no, it will be a BA, uh, like what I, what like what uh, Derek gets after his massages, a happy ending. <laughs> hey. All right. So <laughs> I don't even want to touch it. Don't even want to touch it. That's what she that, said. That's, that's what she cut said. That, that. <laughs> that's no, that's um, staying in. Yeah. All right, so for me, I have a Pensacola at Armada, and I have them advancing, Armada being them, of course. And then I have New Orleans at Southern States. I have New Orleans upsetting Southern States, so it would be another matchup of New Orleans at Armada final. And I'm going to be honest, I think New Orleans wins it. It's not going to be a perfect season. It's hard. All right, he's out of the podcast. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you know, it's hard to it's hard to be the king for so long. So, so Brian, get, what, what's uh, so we don't get all the hate mail to the uh, yeah yeah no you can pyro no podcast. So yeah. Jacks is where you can send all that smoke. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying it'll be a great season, but I don't I don't you know I gotta have some sort of bittersweet in in my predictions. So uh, let let me follow up with this real quick. So. Clearly, you you have Nola going there. Um, Dan and me have a have us advancing to the South semifinals. Dan, um, that that's four games away from uh, from winning it all. How far do you think the squad can go? Depends on who we get in the next round. I know we haven't predicted you know, anything outside of Gulf Coast, but uh, it is all dependent on who we get in the next round. I would assume it would be somebody from. Uh, Sunshine Conference. Well, it, it's not the. Uh, it could be Sunshine Conference. It can be uh, uh, Texas, or it can be uh, could be Tulsa Athletic in their conference as well, too. Yeah, I guess so. so I wouldn't mind seeing Tulsa again to get our our revenge, um, if you will. It'll be interesting to see how well they do in the Open Cup. Actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's Good luck to them. So oh, sure. I'm, I'm pulling for them. So I'm gonna bet with uh with my heart and not my mind on this, just because there's a lot of uncertainty with um with who's gonna score the goals. I think for this team for the Armada, can we score enough? Is there enough uh talent? There is there enough talent? Yes, but can we put it past the the net? We do have a lot of defenders coming back that have been in the system, and I think we have a lot of talent in the midfield coming in. Um, it's gonna be completely new that from last year but if we figure it out i think the sky's the limit and we can go all the way but as anything i think it'll be a lot like last year i don't i think we're probably going to start start off a little bit weak as we have players coming in um you know as we had you know talked with uh you know jed earlier about you know them just getting everybody together and uh getting the momentum going i guess we'll really kind of know what what the season's going to look like by about game uh three which is the uh Roots away. It's home, Southern. No, yep. you're right. You're right. It's yeah. roots away. Southern roots State's away. home is the second game. I, I I just hope that like from a supporters section, like from that Open Cup game, that with, there was 3,600 people at Hodges Stadium, and I would love for this team to make a run, and we pack out Hodges. Have like um, remember when Chattanooga was FC was in the um. NPSL and they'd get like twenty five thousand people to the games 
like the semifinal and to the final. I, I think if, if this team makes a deep run, we can have that type of momentum in the city to follow this team. Like it, all the ingredients are there for this team to just explode in Jacksonville. You know, speaking of a little bit about that Open Cup game and 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 the number we had, how about us starting at uh what Bishop Kenny? Right. You know, this will be games. another new field. You know, another new home for the Armada. But then after that, we will be returning to Hodges. Um, I'm gonna miss Episcopal. I had a lot of fun at Episcopal. Oh, I I loved that stadium. That everything just felt at home there. We 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 had that uh. We'd get together under the bridge. We'd hang out before the games. We'd walk up, and it just it it everything was just organic at that place. I I, I really wish we were there for uh, two more years before the um before the we moved to a professional stadium downtown. I'm gonna miss RoboCop. You know. <laughs> hey, he he gave me a ride to um uh. To the gro- to the gas station across the street, so I could uh, cool. get some Gatorades. <laughs> Dude was cool, man. Yeah, all I remember is it's time to go. I don't care what you're doing; yeah. just get out. I'm trying to go to home. I want yeah. to go home. I want you, to go home. One thing that's probably going to be good is we probably won't have any delays because the lights are going out or the. Uh, Mm-hmm. the the audio won't work at the Episcopal. Like there there was a lot of like dated stuff. So I get why the team probably moved to Hodges to get that professional type look for for a game day atmosphere. So it's hopefully well, it'll downside be, uh, down downside of Hodges is the distance to the pitch. With that yeah, track there, in the way. But there was a track at Episcopal too. Yeah, but, it yeah, but I mean, still, you, we were, you were in an elevated stand. You felt like you were almost on top of the field at times. Yeah. You well, know, and like, plus we were like right behind the the bench. So hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully that 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 bench gets moved a little more on the outside of things, so that we can uh, oh, well, let's see uh, have conversations with the uh, with the team a little bit easier. It'll it'll be really hard to get Kenny his Snickers this year. We'll, we'll shoot it from a cannon. It's fine. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to wrap up uh, episode number four. We want to thank you all for joining us. We want to thank our guest, Jed Bowman. Um, I think by the time we release our next uh, episode, we'll have game one under our belts. So be sure to join us next time. Uh, This is uh, Dad signing off. Go check out the game in Tallahassee, guys. Go make the trip. Go Armada. Vamos Armada. Vamos Armada.